Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Let's go around the table one more time and do a quick reintroduction of all of our players. So, since we have found out that the virtual table does not look the same on everyone's screen, Nathan, why don't you start us off? Hi, I'm Nathan. I play uh, Rubo, fuckboy extraordinaire. Fantastic. And Andrew? Sure. I am Andrew. I am playing Thael Thu, the wonderful servant of the stars, with reborn lizard folk, cleric druid. Alrighty. And Gia? Hi, I'm Gia. I'm playing Chatwin Darcy. She's a fucking nightmare of a woman. <laughs> and last but not least, Jeremy? I'm Damien Travers, your average ordinary blacksmith. Spent most of his life there, you know? And now I'm adventuring. And it's been one doozy of a ride. And I'm Jeremy, his player. Nice to meet you. Alrighty. And last time, our crazy characters got up bright and early to prepare for their journey to the town of Ivanborough, where two tourists had mysteriously disappeared when attempting to go into the sparkling grove. Damien made Rubo get up before the crack of dawn, to repair tables and bar stools that were destroyed in the bar fight from previous episodes. Chatwin was praised for her and Rubo's invention of the snackum, and <laughs> Thalthu continued to display the wonders of worshipping his god Horikash and convince everyone of how great the stars are. <laughs> Their day was spent traveling and was very uneventful until they got to the town of Ivanborough and realized that there might be more going on in this tiny little town than anyone originally thought. Because apparently... Bert and Ernie. Yes. <laughs> because apparently... <laughs> May Mayor Bert sounds like a real twat. Yup. <laughs> but let's get back into it, shall we? You all wake up from wherever you spent the night at the bed and breakfast. The only place to sleep and or eat in this tiny little town. Didn't they also sleep outside? Thalthu did sleep outside. He sure did. So, aside from Thalthu, who found a wonderful place outside of said establishment, everyone else has curled up in their rooms, gotten some sleep. I know Santhavec would wake Chatwin up at first light, as always. Is there anyone else who's getting up earlier? or? Uh, I'll probably be getting up around the same time. Okay. Then we shall start with you, Damien. And then kind of make our way through whoever would be waking up in order. What you're doing is you get up this wonderful morning. Well, well, I'm checking the condition of my equipment, fixing anything that seems a little out of place, tidying myself up, taking a nice hot bath or shower. If they don't have hot water, then I'll just deal with the cold, I guess. And uh, I'm going to head down and look for a hearty breakfast. They would have a bathtub in the, in the room. Oh, wonderful. Though it's a little early for anyone to have brought you up warm water or shown you where to get it, as no one really mentioned it the night before. So you would have to deal with lukewarm water at best if you let it sit for a bit. I see. Lukewarm water is fine. I've dealt with worse. At least it's not some giant fish thing. That's fair. And as you head down to search for breakfast, Chatwin, Santhavec would be raising her usual alarm in your head, going, Chatwin, it's time to get up. It is first light. 
You know, there's something really, really ironic that it was partially your idea for us to leave the aisle, but it still feels like I have my mother hovering over me telling me, don't waste the day, don't waste the day. Well, the sooner you get up and start your research and actually do things, the faster I can get out of your body and you don't have a second mother living inside your head. Oh, I thought you quite enjoyed it because you could use my body to do terrible things. I think you can... I just trail off the way you do, <laughs> mutter under my breath, even though she 100% can hear everything I say. <laughs> but I'm going to get up and take a moment with the bath and water provided. I stand for about five to ten minutes just looking at the water, trying to see, trying to determine how dirty the water may be and if it's worth it and after staring at it and watching it obsessively for a few minutes I'm going to um, rigorously clean myself scrubbing my skin until it's raw everywhere and then that's when I decide that I'm clean enough I get up and get dressed again and then I'll head down to join alright as the two of you head down and move into the bed and breakfast would you guys be looking for a table or there's like two bar stools this isn't really a big dining area, but Damien, since you're going down... I'm going to look for a table, a nice place to sit down and get some food in my belly. You see that despite the early hour, a lot of the workers that have early rising jobs, like dock workers, fishermen, things like that, have all kind of started to pile in to get their morning breakfasts. There is a table in the left corner of the establishment that you would very easily be able to see and sit down and chat when you would very easily spot him as you kind of follow down shortly after and take a seat with him. Thelthu and Rubo. Well, Thelthu first, because I'm assuming you're getting up before Rubo. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine, because he's also probably getting up like about the time the sun rises, because he is outside and probably not too far away from the bed and breakfast, just somewhere that he could like stare up at the skies or there's some sort of, you know, clearing. He wouldn't be doing too much, probably waiting near the bed and breakfast for everyone else. But one thing he would do would be just praying a little bit for another, you know, not another, but praying for guidance and, you know, may the stars guide him and such. And that'll be my vigilant blessing on myself. Awesome. Which is advantage on my next initiative roll. And yeah, he'll be loitering around waiting for the others. Not really needing to eat because reborn, but... <laughs> Hanging around. That is fair. You know, sooner or later, someone's going to notice that neither of us are eating or drinking anything. Someone's going to pick up on it eventually, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had already planned to order both of you a nice big meal. It won't be, Rubo. <laughs> someone's going to look at this lizard folk with the star arms and this fucking half-elf looking lady whose skin absorbs glass. And they're going to be like, hmm, something about those two is just a little bit odd. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little bit. Nah, we're all simple people. It's fine. <laughs> that is a blatant lie, just so you know. You're both crazy as hell. I don't know what you're talking about. One of you is really cool with your god thingy. The other one's just creepy. <laughs> which one's which? I don't Anyway, last but not least, as Damien, you and Chatwin order food from a very kind looking though very sleepy looking old man who sort of waddles between tables 
he's definitely not as spry as he used to be, so it's more like he's shuffling along the floor than actually walking at this point. Rubo, it's well past sunrise at this point. Yeah, Rubo doesn't wake up before like noon every day unless woken. Well, I guess I'm going to go be waking him up, aren't I? Yeah, so eventually you guys are just like, where the fuck is this guy? Well, you, I was in the same room as, as Damien, so he knows I was in the room just sawing logs and have not come down. Damien, Damien, when you go to um, wake him, a good idea is to just take all the blankets off of him because otherwise he's going to try to just, you know, roll over and sleep in a bit more. If you have to, pick up the bed and dump him out. I, I was just going to pick him up and bring him downstairs to eat a meal. That's fair. I'm just... Offering advice. Look, I, I might be a little harsh on the kid, but I'm not going to be cruel to him. All right, I'm going to go get him. Y'all enjoy y'all's food. <laughs> Goes on That's up. That's how my brother woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lad, wake up. We're going to go get some food. Just picks him up. R- Rubo sleeps entirely nude. God. <laughs> I don't care. Pick pick him up, notice. Throw him back down on the bed to see who picks him up. <laughs> not this again! Get dressed. There's food downstairs. If you're not quick, it'll get cold. <sighs> okay. What is it, like one o'clock? What? No, it's not that early. Early? <laughs> okay. Is, it, is there a fire? It's, uh, it's closer to like seven or eight. Huh? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's like seven or eight in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Rubo thinks PM. <laughs> Rubo's not used to existing in AM yet. <laughs> we'll make a morning person out of him. Uh, sure. I just start like stumbling over myself, like trying to put clothes on. Like definitely that like half awake. Like my eyes are just completely. You might want to take a bath first, lad. Okay. You see, like walks over to the tub and just. Trips over it and splashes into the... <laughs> oh, God. You have to watch him while he takes a bath. He's going to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I come out gassing for air. I'm like, I'm up, I'm up. I swear. Start sliding into the tub. Look over, pop him on the head. <gasps> Hurry up. Come on. Okay. You're going to miss your food. Do you want to go without food now? I'm in my armpits. I'm, uh... Give give myself one of the, the quick ones, just getting the important area, the vital areas. And I'm like, okay. It's better than before. I climb, <laughs> climb out. I think I'm I think I'm awake. All right, get your clothes on. Let's go downstairs and we'll get a nice big hearty meal and you help you put some meat on your bones. I don't know. I, feel, I think I'm pretty strong. I try to like flex. There's just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been trying. Uh, we'll fix that. But I I continue getting dressed, and uh, I think I'm like get to that point where like it reminds me of being like a kid at school, like going to school in the morning where you're like super tired, but you get dressed, and you're just sitting there falling asleep. Come on, let's go downstairs get some food. How fucked would it be if our first what if our first character death was Rubo drowning in the bathtub because he fell asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Likely. I mean. I, I eventually I eventually come around and uh, make my way out of the room. We go downstairs to the thing. I go get him a big plate of food. 
notice that the other two probably haven't touched their food unless they got rid of it somehow. Well, I think Felthu's still outside, correct? Yeah, he's he's like hanging out probably like right next to the door. It's probably very awkward for people just like passing by, seeing him just like standing there waiting. Lizard man with the spectral tentacle arms just hanging out. <laughs> he's, hanging, he's hanging out. Doesn't doesn't really care. Doesn't really get like it. A quaint little town. When the um old man came back, I told him just uh two plates for my friends that are coming, and if you could just put an empty plate in front of me. He kind of does a double take and is like, why would you want me to give you an empty plate of food? Just a joke I'm playing on my friends. (laughs) He looks very confused, but just nods and writes the note down on his little, like, pad where he's taking orders. And it's like, wait, is it going to, wait, is it going to come after they get back? Because I haven't come before, so it looks like I already ate. It it does take us a little bit for me to, like, get out of the bed, take a bath, get dressed, fall asleep, like, 14 times during mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would probably drop the plates, like, one or two minutes before Damien and Rubo came back. But are you going to just kind of, like, listen around you, or are you kind of keeping to yourself? Yeah, I'm just kind of sitting. I'm trying to just be aware of whatever is going on around me see if anyone drops stuff that may be relevant see if there's any if there's any tourists around to the sparkling grove because i know those are the ones that have been mainly disappearing and since this is the only bed and breakfast go ahead and make me a perception check please i don't know why i suggested to sit and perceive because i'm terrible with perception Um, oh my god, that's a nat 20. Hey, right off the bat. Plus zero. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's typically either a really good or a really bad sign. <laughs> we shall see. You either are going to be really lucky, or you used up all your luck in one roll. Yeah, that's my that's my one nat 20. Anyway, you start listening around and at first you're picking up idle chatter like an old man complaining about his wife and how she doesn't want him fishing anymore because she thinks he's getting too old to the gossip of of a couple like young boys of who's sleeping with who around town and after a minute you hear a couple whispers about tourists going missing and how the amount of tourism in the past few days has really gone down as word has spread about the fact that a multitude of tourists have disappeared. Mm. You you kind of glance over very briefly to see that it's these two like very dingy looking fishermen, one in his like late twenties, the other in like his sixties, kind of leaned over like a warm glass of ale and some morning porridge. Or whatever it is they're serving. And the younger one goes, But isn't that like the eighth couple that's gone missing like in the past three weeks? That's a lot of tourists to go missing. And the older guy goes, I know, I know. But there ain't nothing we can do about it. We ain't seen any of them outside of this here establishment. I mean, this is the only place they got to stay. Might as well just see what comes. Hopefully the fish markets will go up other places. Some of the buyers will start coming back, make up for some of the tourism. And then your ears travel a little further, and you hear someone who walks by going to sit down, like, 
I wonder what that lizard's doing outside. Is it meant to stand guard or something? And her friend goes, I don't know. I've never seen it before. Have you? No, never. Can I make my way to the front door and just kind of peek my head out and do a quick look around? Mm-hmm. Um, You peek out and you see Thelthu standing right outside the door. Thelthu, why are you just... Aren't you, aren't you coming in? You're uh, doing everyone else. Oh, I... Well, I suppose so. I thought, um... Well, didn't you all pay for room and board, I presume? Well, I was just waiting until you guys were all done and we were ready to leave. Well, it's you can come spend your morning with everyone else and just say hello, at least. Oh, uh, all right, then. You know, you're welcome to. Well, I just know how this establishment works. Come, come. Of course. I'm going to bring him in and sit him at the table. Oh, go on in. All right, and as you walk in, Thelthi, you see a couple of people, like, glance up at you. And give like very quick nods before going back to their conversation and their meals. You slide into a cornered table just as the old man comes back carrying a couple plates of food and sets them down. That's an empty plate in front of Chatwin and then goes, Oh, did I, did I ruin your prank? I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. It's fine. Thank you very much. I appreciate um, uh, your service. You're doing very well. And he nods and then looks at Thelthu and goes, Can I get you anything? Oh, uh, no, thank you. I ate outside. He nods and then shuffles off. I just glance at my empty plate and glance over at Thelthu. And I say nothing about it. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just going to ask uh, some sort of prank. I don't, I don't see the humor in just an empty plate. Yep, no one said I was good at jokes. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his business. Fair enough. And with that, by that point, Damien, you, and Rubo would have descended the stairs. Rubo definitely looking like he's still half asleep as you shuffle over to the table in the corner that now has two steaming plates of food sitting there where your places would be. Notice that chat once plate empty and be like, my goodness, girl, you put it away real quick, huh? Yep. And I kind of glance over at Thalthu. He just like stare, like stares at you for like, oh, I, I kind of get it now, but also not really. What? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Eat your food. Eat your food. Everyone, please, please. I'll, I'll go ahead. I can go ahead and get um breakfast this morning for everyone. Oh, I, I appreciate it. I kind of sniff at it, and then I'm like. I kind of just want to snack them. I mean, I brought a couple of the prototype ones that she gave me because I assumed uh, so you can just have one of those, but I, it's always good to have a hot meal too. Yeah, that's very true. A good, solid, hearty breakfast is good for the body. But here, I'll take out the prototype snackums <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, um, I'll give them to Rubo just so you can have um, for later. Good midday snack. Oh, thank you. I just like take them and I immediately open the first one and start like filling my face with snackums. Oh goodness. Man has a hot meal in front of him, chooses to eat dried meat. All right. Ravenously. <laughs> Lad, that's not good for you. Come on, eat your potatoes. They're good. Uh, why not? They fill you up. <sighs> They're heavy on my tummy. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's just because you're not used to eating a lot. It's fine. <sighs> okay. I try to like. Pick the like smallest little bite of the potato. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Damien's just like wolfing down his meal. <laughs> I go back to the snackums. <laughs> <laughs> 
just shakes his head. Really is just a seven-year-old and his dad, doesn't it? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> Damien's two kids moved out and he gained another child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow an adult child, but also like a seven-year-old. Somehow two in one. Hell yeah. So I was thinking about how we might um, go about this. My idea was to try to track down the mayor, get whatever information we can from him, and get permission from him to be investigators. It will be a lot easier for us to go around and ask questions of other people if we are officially, you know, the investigators uh, promoted by the mayor. Um, that way we should be able to come back here and then, and maybe look into the rooms where the tourists were staying, the ones that had most recently disappeared, um, see what shops they visited, things like that. Okay. Didn't you hate the mayor already? And now you want to work for him? Oh, no. I just want to use him for the permissions that he can give us to move about town. But I still want to fully dismantle his reign here. But... What, if I can get some use out of him before he's taken down, then that's good. Well, like, dismantling reins are really easy. You just pull out the, the clasp and undo it, and it's it's dismantled. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one can, can see the faces, but it was just a ton of confused faces. <laughs> All right, so we'll do this investigating, try to find these... What are we doing? We're trying to find the lost people. We're trying to help people, lad. It's a good thing. No, I remember that, but, like, what are we... We're going to go talk to the mayor? Uh, yes. I, I think so. We're going to have him make us investigators. Right. And then... We're going to dismantle the reins on his horses for some reason. Uh, we're going to take um, an evil, shitty man out of a position of power so he can't do evil, shitty things to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. I'm just... Isn't it supposed to be his birthday? When was that supposed to happen? Fuck that guy. Fuck his birthday. I just don't know. If it was my birthday, I wouldn't want to be having anointing investigators for the town. Well, I don't really care about his feelings, so... I mean, it's just a piece of paper he has to sign. There's there's not a lot to that. True. But wouldn't it just be easier if we just go out to the woods and see what happened to... I mean, they mentioned that the people's things were just left there on the ground. Perhaps we could find something more there instead of asking around here. People might not know anything if they're asking, you know, needing people like us to solve this. Oh, absolutely. I think we should go into the woods and see the things that were left behind. But I also just feel it may be a good idea to um, look into the place where they were last seen, see if there was anything left behind there, see if there were any witnesses to strange behavior or things like that. Oh, perhaps. We're not only going to look in the bed and breakfast. We're going to look all over. But I feel it may be worth our while to, because if we try to investigate um, personal affairs and rooms in the inn that they don't want us to go into it may be easier to say well i have permission from the figurehead of power here to investigate that it may it may just save a lot of time on our part well do we need permission could we not just say after all we had it i mean you mentioned you don't want to speak to the mayor and uh steal the reins from his horses but i mean we could just go around claiming that no 
it's easier to just be truthful and honest about it. Exactly. Lying, lying doesn't get you anywhere. Eh, I disagree. I lie about most things, and it works out pretty good. That makes my respect for you go down like 10 out of 18. <laughs> but if, if everyone always knew what I was doing, then they probably wouldn't want me there. Isn't uh, that how it works for you guys? No, I usually do good things that help people. Right. I usually show that I'm not a threat and that I'm a good, trustworthy person, and then they want me around a bit more. I haven't been around other people that I can remember since a couple days ago, so I'm not sure how I've been acting. I'll teach you how to lie if you want. It's pretty cool. Well, I think I know what that is about, so I, I might be okay. I'm going to take one long look at Rubo and just how his life is looking and then turn to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, so I think honesty is probably a better path to take, personally. That's true. I'm going to go ahead and speak to the mayor first, even though, yes, we have a preface that I would rather not. I'm going to because it feels necessary in this situation. Yeah, I'll go with you, Lass. I understand a little bit about contracts. Uh, I'll, I'll go with, I'm, believe it or not, I'm pretty good at talking to people. I would like you to stay within arm's reach so you don't try to walk away with things that are not yours. <laughs> He's putting the silverware in his coats and slowly takes it back out and puts it on the table. <laughs> if I go into the mayor's office, I feel like you might be distracted by shiny things you find. Uh, only if it's real good. But like, you know, if it, if it is real good, then, we'll, you know, just, just make a distraction and... Okay. Or we could just try to buy it. That's how it normally works. With what? Aren't we? Aren't we trying to make money? My thought exactly. Well, yeah, but I, I'm not necessarily poor. I have exactly almost no money uh, all the time, and it sucks. So you know, occasionally you just need to, you know, steal from the rich. Like, what do they need it for anyway? Yeah, but the problem is, if you steal from the wrong person, lad. You go into the slammer. They put you behind bars. <laughs> oh, I know. You see, this is why honesty is the best policy. I've never been behind bars. I, I have a fair amount of money from hard work. I think uh, he's kind of thinking to himself for a second. He goes, oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would advise, um, not that I've ever been, but it's probably best to not get locked up in a cage somewhere. It would kind of derail the whole thing that we're trying to do here. I mean, it's it's fine. Okay. I don't like the energy that you're putting up at the table right now. I'm going to go ahead and go visit the mayor if everyone else is coming with. Yeah, let's go. I would like to go with you, Lass. Mostly to keep an eye on the robo at this point. Right. I feel like that's maybe a bit necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody policing the rogue. I'm a rogue paladin, thank you. <laughs> you came in super chaotic into this, like, super do-good group, Rubo. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this group's, most of this group's only do-good so they don't get in trouble. Wow. Fair enough. I'm do-good because I'm a good person. For now. Damien the good simple boy. The goodest boy. Anyway, you guys go ahead and make your way out of the bed and breakfast. Your meal paid for by Chatwin. He would have asked for like a silver a person. He would have kind of 
whispered to you as you left, as you went to pay him, like, don't worry about the empty plate. Good, good, good job. They really believed it. It went really well. Thank you for your help. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Excellent. Have a lovely day. <laughs> you too. <laughs> what are we talking about over here? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, mayor's office. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you guys duck out of the bed and breakfast, making your way in the direction of the town hall that you you guys visited yesterday in the dead of night when you arrived. <laughs> so, so what's this? As we're walking, I'm like, what's the scheme? Like, are like we got to have like a plan, right? It's got to be. We got to have some kind of like secret reason we're doing what we're doing, or. I mean, I'm just going to walk up and say I'm interested in helping because I need the money, but also it sounds like you need help. All right. It's less exciting that way, but let's do it. <laughs> I mean, what other reason would we have for trying to find a bunch of missing people? Is there some exciting reason? Like, were you going to lie and say, that one's my father? I, I, let me, you know, let me, I, I will take it away when we get inside. Please don't, don't please don't. Rubo, I'm asking you right now. I want to be clear. I want to make my intentions and my feelings clear. Please do not take it away once we get inside. I stick my hand behind my back and I say, I promise. <laughs> I'm walking ahead of him. <laughs> Dominion sees behind my back, my fingers are crossed. What is it with the young lads and always trying to be the heroes? Even if they're the bad type of heroes. Um, Yeah. You make your way in the doors and see a man in his 30s with a very well-kept beard and twisted mustache. Fu Manchu. Oh, fucking of course. Fucking of course. (laughs) Sitting at the desk. I hate this fucking guy already. (laughs) The fucking villain mustache? Are you kidding me? (laughs) This is probably the secretary, right? You don't know yet. But he's sitting there. He seems to be writing in sort of a notebook of some sort. This man kind of looks up as you all enter and like a bell dings over the door. I didn't notice that before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so loud. And he goes, can I help you? Uh, Yes, I'll walk up and hold out uh, a hand. Uh, Chatwin Darcy, I needed to have a word with the mayor about the job posted up over in Rockford about the missing tourists. Oh, I didn't realize that made it all the way to Rockford. Ernie Smith, nice to meet you. Uh, And he kind of takes your hand with both hands and shakes it very fervently. And then just kind of looks around and is like, are you all here for that job? Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, Yes. Fantastic. I'll go tell the mayor. And he rushes off sort of into a back hallway with multiple offices. And you see him disappear for a few moments. Hear some chatter in the background, and then out comes this very thin, very proper man, also in his 30s, who stands very straight as he sort of saunters very animatedly, like down the hallway, as if he's like in one of those like happy go lucky cartoons, just like walking down the street, like waving at everyone. He kind of smiles at any of the other workers that he walks past. I, I lean I lean into Chatwin and I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck this guy, right? Fuck this man. His gate <laughs> angers me. I don't normally I don't normally just instantly hate people, but I hate this man. Same. I try to give people the benefit of the doubts, but not this guy. 
he's he, everything about him is just infuriating. Damien's just gonna like pat you on the shoulder and be like, "I'll talk to him." <laughs> <laughs> Step in front of Darcy. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just I, I, <laughs> we don't want him to feel your anger when you talk. Oh, I can disguise it really well. Trust me. That's also kind of scary. And Santa Beck whispers in your head, "Can you really?" I can do it. I can do it really well. Well, I suppose I, I am a bit biased okay. since I am in watch your me, head. Watch but... me do it. Watch me. Watch me be super fucking pleasant. Okay. Well, uh, you you must be the mayor. I heard it's your birthday today. Happy birthday. Oh, did someone give you the wrong information? I'm sorry, that was last week. You'll definitely have to come back next year. The festival was fantastic. And he kind of holds out a hand, very, like, again, very animated, like, sticks it out very excitedly and goes, my eye is twitching. Puts on his merchant grin and shakes his hand. Bert Ingram at your service. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Rubo's in the background like, nice to meet you. I'm Damien Travers. Damien, nice to meet you. Um, so I heard you and your friends are here about the tourist problem. Uh, yes, we would like to get uh, official authorization to do some investigating around town before we head off to look into the woods for your tourists. Of course. Just to, to understand what they look like and who they are and their possessions and things. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, we don't necessarily have an official form for that, but I can... Did you guys bring the paper from wherever you saw the job offer? Yes. <laughs> Unfurl it. <laughs> Have it at the ready. Fantastic. And he kind of holds out a hand to take it from you. May I? Very slowly place it in his hand, trying not to make any sort of physical contact with him. I go, I go, oh, don't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for my companions. They had a rough night. It's no problem. And uh, you see, he's just keeping on the very animated smile as he takes the paper and sets it down on Ernie's desk, uh, pushing away the little um, book that he was writing in. And he very quickly scribbles a little note at the bottom and gives a very, a very large signature, hands it back to Chatwin and goes, this should give you any authorization you need. Good luck. All right. I appreciate it. As I take it back, the bones in my face kind of shifts before settling again as I take it back as and just looking him in the eye as this happens. Oh, can I ask you a few questions? Um, How many tourists have gone missing? She has she has a horrible skin condition. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Bones, my skull, the bones rearranging themselves. That's a skin condition. You see Rubo in the background trying to, like, opening and closing his mouth, trying to do it. He's like... (laughs) And and he's a little slow. Don't worry about it. (laughs) They're very good at what they do. Don't don't you worry. We're, We're professionals. Shame that our highest charisma characters just fucking hate this man. <laughs> your um, 12 charisma blacksmith is doing your talk. I ain't using my charisma on this motherfucker. Speaking of, make me a persuasion check, Damien. <laughs> oh, that's not what I want to hear. Uh, my test roll today was a two, so I'm a little worried. You're the one who wanted to do all the talking. Oh my god! <gasps> that 
It's a 20. Ooh. Wait, seriously? No fucking way. Today is the day that we roll nat 20s for our worst skills. Guys, we cannot get in a fight today. We can't get no, no, in a fight no, no. today. We do. <laughs> if we get into a fight, we're done for. That's a 21 with a natural 20. It might be because it bounced off of my D100, but <laughs> it's a small box, small area. I'll pick it. Hey, if it works, it works. He looks at you, and you see that when he literally watched Chatwin's face rearrange itself for a second before going back to <laughs> to normal, you see the horror in his eyes for a moment, coupled with confusion of Rubo's actions off in the background. But as soon as you say this, you see, like, you see him nod a little bit and kind of just... You see him immediately accept the facts because, <laughs> honestly, there is no other explanation and you seem to know her well enough that he's like, okay, skin condition. Very weird skin condition, but I can believe that. Uh, cool. It's a world with magic. Crazier shit happens. Exactly. I drank the wrong potion on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I gave it to her. It was, uh, it was supposed to to give her a more glowing look, and now her face just moves. Yeah, miscalculation. That's all it is. Don't no need to worry yourself over it. He just kind of looks back at Damien and just, you have strange friends. I mean, <laughs> the author quietly with the tentacles. <laughs> He's just standing there, like confused, like. So, the benefit of having friends who are out of the ordinary is we can typically solve things that ordinary people can't. That's a very true statement. But what questions were you going to ask? Uh, how many people have gone missing? Is there any particular pattern between them? Like, uh, were they all couples or were they individuals? Were they all women or men? Typically, people don't just leave their things there and bandits would walk away with their stuff. I'm wondering if something's targeting a specific type of people. That's an interesting thought we hadn't explored, but um, unfortunately, I mean, they're all groups of people. So uh, we've had three couples and two families disappear, making the total about 10 that have gone missing in the past few weeks. I mean, I met this last couple that disappeared two days ago. Was there anything strange about them? Anything that stands out? Nothing in particular. I know the wife was definitely more excited to be here than the husband was, but he was here for moral support, I guess. Oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, but look, I don't know who or what could be after them, but I just ask that you've Find whatever you need to find and fix this as quickly as possible, please. I, we'd been having a huge uptick in tourists, and now with all the bad press, it's not exactly looking the best for us. And we're already not the biggest or fanciest town around, if you know what I mean. But I would like us to be. Got big dreams, huh? Well, I mean, if, if you want your town to flourish... I would look around to try and help out some of the local establishments and stuff. That would probably help. 
um, and do some advertising of the things that your local economy provides that others don't. But other than that, yeah, we'll we'll take a look into it. You know what would be a good idea on how to help your town flourish? Is not to spend the town's money on your own personal birthday parties by throwing day-long festivals. Oh, Chatwin. <laughs> Please. I'm giving the men ideas. Oh, we'll be going. You have a nice day, sir. And he's sort of grimacing is just like, you too. Oh, and before you go, one of the places that all the tourists do typically end up going is there is a, there's the travel agency just down the street that handles all tourist attractions, yeah. especially having to do with the Sparkling Grove. They should be able to tell you a bit more about what they were looking to do and why they were there. All right. I do appreciate it. We'll, we'll take a look there. Oh, hey, Bert. Did you guys have a pamphlet? A town pamphlet? I mean, uh, not here, but the travel agency will have them. Okay. You motherfucker. <laughs> oh, great God. What is wrong with the two of you? Let's, let's go. Let's go. Come on, children. Let's go. I'm a full adult, Damien. I, I resent that. I haven't said anything this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'm not. I'm not talking about you, Thal. Thal you, you're doing perfectly fine. Thank you very much for keeping your composure. I don't. I didn't think I was going to lose it. <laughs> we should. We should go. I know. That, that that is what I like about you. <laughs> it starts going, and it's like children isn't necessarily a term of age, Miss. It's a term of dem- demeanor. Emma, is there anything I can? Is there anything in the vicinity I can steal before we leave? Make me a quick perception check. <laughs> oh my god! I turned around. I made the mistake of not looking at the <laughs> It would have been cool if that was an after twenty, but it is eighteen plus what is my perception plus one, so nineteen. Okay. This is just like the front office, so there's nothing crazy expensive displayed in here. You do peek around, however, and you see among some of the things displayed this very nice looking vase. Perfect. That sits on the table near the door that doesn't have any flowers in it. So you would assume that because they didn't put any sort of plant or anything in it, it's expensive and display worthy on its own. For for a look, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try to just grab it as we're on the way out. Sleight of hand, please. Don't fuck me now. 15 plus 4. So 19 again, actually. Alrighty. It looks like nobody noticed as you swipe the vase. Sweet. And just stick it in front of you as you walk out the door behind everybody. I, I'm trying to, like, carefully stay at the back of the group. And I'm like, Jowen, Jowen. What? 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 Look. And I, I like, lift it up for her to see. I look over my shoulder, back at the people. You know, part of me disproves of stealing and uh, crime and such, but... No, 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 watch. And I shatter it on the ground. (laughs) Everyone freezes as a... (laughs) Fuck that guy. I fist bump Rubo. (laughs) Does he shatter in the building? No, we're outside now, right? Oh, okay. This is as we're walking to the travel agency. I wasn't sure if you were doing that still in yeah, the doorway, sorry. but no. I thought we were outside the building walking walking away now. 
You're shattering it in the middle of town. There are still people walking around, Grupo. No, no, no. Like I got it. I, I got it. We're like it was at the door, and then we walked out, and then I got Chatwin's attention. Okay, a couple people freeze and look in your direction to try and see what the noise is. Yeah, fuck it. Oh no, our vase! Oh no, you've dropped our vase, Rubo. And I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> I start like trying to sweep it up. I, you're so clumsy. How could you do this? I can't believe I'm so clumsy. And Damien's just going to turn around and look and be like, oh, god damn it, lad. And start walking to the travel agency just like, I don't want to deal with this today. I fist bump Rubo. I, I thought we were being, I thought we were being honest about, about everything. I mean, we, we lied in, in there about being professionals and that isn't our vase, I think. Or is that yours? Well, I bring that everywhere with me. Deception check. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look at the outfit, the outfit and I'm like, well, I am a professional blacksmith. That's, that is my profession. That is a deception. Where the heck is that? Plus six. That is a 23. Delta, you can roll insight. <laughs> I mean, he was going to believe him anyway, but with a 23, yeah, I rolled a five. There's no, there's no coming back from that. Oh, he had a vase this whole time. He dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we kept our snackums. Oh. That was the snackums vase. I just kind of like act like I'm sweeping it up until like no one's paying attention to me. And then I just hustle down the street. Oh my God. Damien, you are the first one in the doors of the travel agency. And it's a bunch of young women in their 20s to 30s. All very attractive. All sitting there with these like bright pink uniforms. Oh, God. Are they travel agency people or, like, pharmaceutical reps? <laughs> Excuse me, Alas. May I ask a question? Um, what about? We're currently investigating the missing people. And my other question is, why are you all dressed like this? What? It looks odd. Oh, you mean the uniforms? And she kind of gestures to the, like bright pink um like button up shirt that they're all wearing i push best am i behind damien now you guys would have come in as he's talking to this woman yes okay i want to like just push in front of damien and like lean on the table and like look at this lady with like kind of my hair like draped in front of my face and i'll kind of like brush it out of the side i'm like <laughs> i love the uniform you know I don't know. It's it's doing something for you. Rubo? Oh my god. Make me a strength check to push Damien out of the way. Strength check? I'm not shoving him out of the way. I'm just kind of like, okay. just like getting around him, but I'll, I'll roll it anyway. Uh, okay, it is a... You described it as if you were trying to like comically shove him out of the way and get in front of this girl. No, it wasn't like a get out of here. It was just a like, I just kind of like, just kind of like get around him kind of thing. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I did roll a 14 minus 1 is a 13. Okay. <laughs> Damien, what's your strength? <laughs> 15. Okay. You kind of are jostled a little bit, but you stay in place. As Rubo, you kind of adjust when you realize he isn't really budging and just kind of... I'm like 120 pounds, so I just kind of like slink in between him and the counter. <laughs> yeah. This is Rubo. The ward I am apparently in charge of trying to keep track of. 
That's right. Rubo. And what's your name? And I reach out to shake this lady's hand. Oh, I'm Vanessa. Oh, <laughs> Vanessa. That's a beautiful name. Why, thank you. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. You, you know, my mom's name's Vanessa, actually. Oh, really? It's really wonderful. I, 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 it's such a unique and beautiful name. I, I love it. Rubo, we're here for a purpose. Oh, yeah. I know. Didn't you already get with the lady at the the inn? Why are you going for another one, lad? Come on now. I didn't get, get with it. Who? What? And Vanessa's eyebrow immediately raises and her arms crossed. I, 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 look, I, look, I look back at Damien and I'm like, shut up. I didn't get with anybody. <laughs> I turn my head back to her and I'm like, don't listen to the old man. He thinks he's funny. I must be senile. My apologies, lass. I'll let y'all continue your conversation in a second. I just want to know if there's someone else I could possibly talk to about the missing people, what they were trying to do, and that kind of stuff. While well, you two enjoy your conversation. Oh, um, it's no worry. I can help you. And she kind of moves back to face Damien Rubo. Dang. Cold water. Picks up a notebook and just goes, what do you need to know? Oh, well, I'm trying to find out what, what they were trying to do, uh, what places they wanted to go see, uh, if they were stopping anywhere, or uh, if there were other people who were who showed up to join them, things like that. Uh, if the tourists were displaying any sort of like strange behavior when they arrived or when they left, anything, anything out of the ordinary that you may have seen? She nods and then starts like flipping through the notebook back to like various points. Yeah, we we heard that they were all couples. There was quite a few couples and some families. Uh... Very small families, according to the mayor, but I don't necessarily trust everything he says. Well, um, we did have three couples go missing and two families. One of them had three kids and one of them only had one. Oh, well, the mayor said there were only 10 people, and three of them were couples, which is six. And then two families, which I assumed was only a parent and a child, because he said 10 people. That's why I was confused. Oh, really? It's more like she's she's pausing to mentally do the math in her head. Four, 14 less, from what you said. Yeah, that. It's fine. I didn't really take a... I took one look at the mayor, and I did not really expect him to be any sort of academic or a man who could do math. So, it's fine. I mean, he sure throws a lot of money around, but other than that, he seems nice. He seems nice, but... Seems. I don't know. You 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 seem a lot nicer. <laughs> oh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, lass. You can see that she's not really... Like, she's, she kind of smiles at the compliment, but... Uh, is not nearly as charmed okay. as she once was after Damien's little comment. <laughs> <laughs> but she starts flipping through the notebook and says, um, usually the types of activities our people do around here are mainly to do with the Sparkling Grove. So there are little activities for the kids where we have them like plant trees and learn about all the different trees in the Sparkling Grove. There's various games like hide and seek that we do for them. So a lot, the two families, they did sign up for some of those like group activities. Mm -hmm. 
we do have the bed and breakfast, and then we have the wine yard a ways away that grows their own grapes and such and makes their own wine and ale. That's actually quite good. So most of the couples took that trip as well. But the one thing that they all did do, as most tourists come here to do, is they took a guided tour into the Sparkling Grove. Did the gods go missing? Not all of them. Most of them came back. I'd like to schedule us for a guided tour. With preferably the, the guides that took those other couples out. That would be very appreciated. She nods and is like, let me see who took them. Um, and starts flipping through. Are they are they different guides? Or is it the same guy? And she's like, um, all of us who work here are female. But, and she starts flipping through. Huh, that's funny. Hmm. Actually, the guide that took them all is the last one that, uh, the one that took the last couple, and she's actually still missing. Her name's Marcy. Marcy, I see. But she took all the others that went missing? She did, yes. That's kind of odd. All right. Nobody noticed that before? I didn't even think about it, honestly. I mean, we have so many people come through, and she honestly knows the Sparkling Grove the best. She takes people out there the most. Does Marcy have any friends? People around here that she talks to, hangs out with a lot? Well, I mean, yeah, like, all of us were like like a family. Well, I mean, any, anybody she was a little closer to than the rest. Uh, perhaps somebody that knows the route she usually takes. I mean, the way that all this works, because the Sparkling Grove, because of its notoriety, has essentially become a tourist trap. Each town that is along the edge in any way, shape, or form... Uh, the only ones that don't have to do this are like monasteries or religious buildings who decide to build along the Sparkling Grove. They have what's called a GEP or Grove Entry Point that they're assigned when they begin to build their town. So we have signs posted from town to our own Grove Entry Point and our clients are not allowed to use any other Grove Entry Point. All right. Um, did she train anybody? I mean, she was working with Marissa, who just started, like, two days ago, but... Can you schedule us with Marissa? That would be pleasant. Of course! And she flips to an empty page in her notebook and starts writing it down. That'll be one gold apiece for the tour. All right, he puts down four gold. Uh, Miss Vanessa, uh, one more thing. Uh, where did Miss Marcy live? Did she have a house in the area, or...? I think she still lived with her parents. She was trying to save up to move out and get her own house. Okay, and where do her parents live? Uh, her parents live in the third row, fifth house. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pay them a visit and take a look around Marcy's room. I feel like ugh, no stone unturned. What time will we have to go with the guide, uh... Marissa on this tour. Looking at my schedulings for today, um, she can take you around one o'clock in the afternoon. It's not one o'clock yet. Okay, we should spend our time being somewhat useful then. It's 8 a.m., Rubo. <sighs> <laughs> I give him a pat on the back. <laughs> there, there. We're trying to make a morning person out of him. It's a uh, slow going. I understand. I had to do that when I first started working here. 
I usually slept until noon too. It's hard, but once you do it, you never go back. Uh, do you have any pamphlets for um, Ivan Burr? I thought we could have any just sort of information packets. Oh, of course. And she literally like jumps out of her chair, spins around and grabs a pamphlet off of a little display case that's sitting right there behind her desk. Um, how many of you want one? I'll take one. I just wanted to get one for the old man here. I'll take one as well. Ah, uh, yeah, my my daughter was giving me a bunch of pamphlets, so I might as well add to the collection. Three pamphlets coming right up. And she turns back around, grabs two more, hands them all to you. And how well suited would you say your library here is? It's Is it just a small local sort of, you know, we only have a few shelves sort of thing? Or is it, how 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 expansive would you say? She looks at you as if you've started speaking gibberish and just goes, library? I, I'm sorry, I, if we have a library, whatever that is, I, I've never been there. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um okay, I think we're done. I um I'm going to lose my mind if I speak to anyone else in here. I this place <laughs> is a fucking is a fucking wonder of the world. How the fuck does this place exist? Okay. I'm going to I just kind of like put my arm around chat and start taking her outside <laughs> before she causes a full scene. It's a fucking statistical wonder. The amount of people in the world that don't know what a library is. <laughs> Chatwin, it's gonna be okay. No. <laughs> it's because that mayor spent all their money on him fucking self instead of books. So when we destroy him and his and everything, he's spending it on lavish parties instead of education. It's okay because we're gonna destroy him and everything he stands for, and then they can buy some books. It's gonna be okay. Absolutely, absolutely. We we're here to help people out, and you know, make sure people aren't going missing, make sure you know the families and the children are fine. But we're also here to dismantle the evil forces of totalitarian power and completely, <laughs> just completely wipe them off the map. <laughs> it's going to happen, Rubo. You and me. We're going to. It, no Believe more. me, I'm so down. A hundred percent of the way. The seat of power the seat of power will remain empty after he is taken out. There will have to be someone else, someone much more fucking competent. We're, we we can discuss, we can plan. We, we, can we will wreck his shit so bad, his entire lineage will feel it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and with that, um <laughs> Damien Feltu, are you following them out? <laughs> yep. And I'm just, like, shaking my head, like, oh, Lord. I do have one question for them. Um, that Not, like, purposely waiting for everyone to leave, but... Oh, I did have one more question to ask. Um, you mentioned something about religious organizations or buildings around. Any of them happen to be either um, druidic in nature or anything to Horakash? I don't think Horakash is a god that's very well worshipped around here. Um, most of what people worship around here is Morikyo, the god of nature and civilization. So there's a couple monasteries and churches dedicated to him around the Sparkling Grove. There's also a couple places dedicated to the angel Raphros, who is the angel of healing and overall health. But I think 
if you're looking for Horikosh in particular, the best place to go for that is Escargot Island has a temple to every god in existence. Oh yeah, I've been told that before, but uh, thank you. Of course! I'll go off and catch up with everyone else. Have a good day! Oh, uh, you too. You come outside, me and chat when are just in the streets, they'll be in like, fuck this guy! <laughs> so hyping each other up. Who the fuck is this man to stand here and be like, oh, I'm going to use town funds and then complain about how my town is is not flourishing the way I want? Who the fuck is this man? Who elected him? I want to see the poll results. Oh, wait, is there someone stand, like walking by? There are a few people <laughs> who are just walking in various directions, just staring at you. I point at somebody and say, did you vote for him? Did you vote for him? Who voted for Bert? You see then, as you point, Rubo, that you've pointed out this 15-year-old kid who just goes, oh, what? Did I I can't vote, man. What's the voting age in this town? 18. Fucking hell. All right. Research research the people that are going into your office. Go, be gone with you. The, the youth are the future. Change the voting age. Fuck. What's research? Fuck you. Fuck everyone. <laughs> Fuck all of you here. I don't... Chat, well, they don't have books here. <laughs> this is a bad day. I'm having a bad day. I'm not normally like this, I promise. I'm normally... I, I, I'm not normally so high-strung. I, I, I swear to you, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> Y'all might need to slow down a bit. And you hear a voice in your head go, I think bad day is a bit of an understatement here, Chatwin. You're screaming at people who don't understand or know any better. It's, it's fine. We've had worse days. It's fine. It's, but you have to admit, it is deplorable what's happening here. They don't know words. Oh, of course it is. I mean, they seem to know words they can speak, but they... Just let them deal with their shitty mayor. You're here to deal with whatever is killing people. Oh fuck! Is everyone illiterate? Oh god! I what? don't don't read too much into it. I can't get the idea out of my head. It hurts. If I have to, I will take control of your body to calm you down don't because touch this me. is getting ridiculous. Don't touch me. Then stop screaming in the middle of the the town like an idiot. Also, everyone is hearing this, by the way. Everything Chatwin said. Yeah, I realize I I. <laughs> I started out trying to be subtle, but I accidentally got a little bit too loud, so I just kind <clears> of... <throat> but yeah, all three of you watch as Chatwin goes from screaming about, like, fuck all these people to, like, something about, are they illiterate? And she seems to be talking to somebody, uh, especially when she says, don't touch me, but you have no idea. I go, I go, hey, hey T, is that, are you hearing her talk to herself too? <laughs> Oh, is that not normal? Damien? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm hearing it, lad, and I'm very, very confused. All right, well, uh, let's go check out that Marcy girl's house. Uh, and I just... All right, let's go find a house. Was it third row, fifth house, or fifth house, third row? Fifth row, third house. Third third row, fifth... Calm down. Uh, Seven. Nine, I need 14, to drink. Eleven. Stop Bre saying numbers, Rubo. Breathe. <laughs> I'm fine. You, you just need to breathe. 
It'll be all right. We'll figure it out. I'm fine. I don't need reassurance. Okay. All right. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. I. This is the one thing I didn't write down. <laughs> uh, I think it was... Fifth row, third house, or third row, fifth I think house. It was, I think it was third row, fifth house. But Rubo says fifth row, third house. He's like, yeah, fifth row, third house for sure. Let's try that first. Let's try that first. Oh, I have such a bad feeling about all this. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. We're going to go find the fifth <laughs> row in the third house. Damien, it's, we're on an adventure. It's okay. Everything will be fine. You say that, and I do not feel reassured. I, I pat him on the back a couple times. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay, buddy. Damien, you still don't feel reassured as you guys go to the fifth row, third house. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just give him the shit-eating grin. Mm-hmm. And we go to the fifth row, third house. Yep. <laughs> yes. And who's knocking on the door? I'll do it. All right. Chatwin, you knock on the door. <laughs> you knock on the door and another woman uh, in her 20s, a brunette this time, with that bright pink uniform, answers the door and goes, can I help you? Miss Marcy? No, this is Claire. Who's asking? Does a Miss Marcy live here? No. Okay, then our business is concluded. I'm going to turn on my heel. And... Third row, fifth house. Third row, fifth house. You had it backwards. As, as, as you go to walk away, as you go to walk away, I'm like, I really like that uniform. It looks great on you. Rubo! <laughs> oh, sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> and she just kind of looks at you and goes, whatever, and shuts the door. <laughs> Fucking Claire. <laughs> As you go to the third row, fifth house, and knock on the door, a woman in like her mid to late fifties with uh brown curly hair answers the door and just goes, "Um, can I help you?" This feels this feels more accurate. Uh, hi, does a Miss Marcy live here? Oh, um, my daughter. Yes. Um, she's not home right now i think she's still at work yes we know hi chatwin darcy hi and she holds out a hand eleanor i'm marcy's mom hi um so when was the last time you've seen your daughter by the way um and she thinks about it for a minute yesterday afternoon when she left for work right so we are currently here on behalf of the mayor investigating the missing tourists that have uh, gone into the Sparkling Grover lately and did not return. And we visited your daughter's place of business. She was the guide who took them on these tours. According to them, she has not yet returned. So she's sort of on her list for people to find as well. It's unclear if she's disappeared the same way that the people she took on those tours did, or if she's just had a late night. But would you... Could I put upon you to uh, take a look at her room i know i'm a stranger knocking on your door but i we truly are here uh trying to sure sure the contract thing (laughs) right we truly all give her the paper with the mayor's signature on it we truly are here to uh assist uh the mayor with making sure everyone is safe and she'll kind of look at you look at the paper and she's like i i i 
Posey can look in her room and you can see she's still processing the fact that her daughter might be missing, which is the main thing she's focused on of what you've told her. Right. I say thanks and I, I start entering. I wouldn't, I'll, I'll kind of, uh, her with her hand in mind, just kind of try to give her a bit of reassurance. I wouldn't uh, worry about it too much. Like I said, she could have just had a late night, um, but I would just keep an eye out in case she does come back later today and just pass that information along if she comes back later today to the mayor so that way he can inform us. Uh, but thank you. I do appreciate uh, your help. Thank you very much. And follow Rubo very quickly. <laughs> and she's just nodding, but you can see that like the gears are still turning in her head as she's just processing everything and just like, yeah, uh-huh, okay, thank you. Uh, you see her hands kind of start to shake a little as she walks away. I go, damn it. And I like point at her and I'm like, try to insinuate for him to cheer her up in some way. Try to comfort this lady because me and Chapman are not it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he just kind of comes over and he's like, lass, don't you worry. I got kids of my own. I get it. We'll find your daughter. We'll bring her home safe if she's missing. Okay. I promise. You see her kind of still for a second, like process your words and just nod and just be like, I, I know you guys are busy, but tell me about your kids. Oh, sure. Uh, you want to sit down while they go look? Yeah. We'll talk. <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> Goes and sits down and starts talking about his kids, his ex wife, and all that stuff. Hell yeah. Come on, Thaleteam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like this is so the two older siblings are going are like going out like to party or something and we're like come on Thalethu he's the younger brother that like we're dragging him along dad's busy let's go but yeah he's just gonna tell tell him about his son who's in the army his daughter who's traveling around with her wife as a merchant mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and she'll listen very intently as Chatwin and Rubo and Thalethu you guys realize you didn't ask which room was hers. How nice How nice is this house? It's a very modest living situation. There's nothing extremely expensive looking anywhere that you can see. Damn. Can I loop my arm through Rubo's as to be like, <laughs> to make it seem like, oh, we're companions, but keep it locked in there. Yes, you can. I, I do try to sneak, and my arm uh, my arm is in a vice grip, and I am not nearly strong enough to remove it. <laughs> and I'm like, you could feel me tugging, and it's just nothing. I, I don't have a massive strength score, but it is much higher than yours, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> True. <laughs> Come on, Theothu. Eleanor, Miss Eleanor, I uh, sincerely beg your pardon. Which room was it again? Um. Oh, it's the... She looks up as Damien's talking about his daughter. It's the uh, one on the right side of the house. It's a little bit out of the way from everything else. So it should be pretty easy to find. Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Drag these two along. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, there are literally no other doors on the right side of the house except for this one door uh, in the center of the wall. All right. It's kind of cool. I wish I had a room like this when I was a kid. I had a... I had a uh... When I was a child, I had this room up on, uh, it was up on the third floor. I wanted, they almost gave me the floor to myself, but um, I got I got the balcony corner room instead. Um, I didn't need that much space. It was pretty nice. Rubo's just kind of silent for a second. He's like, I wish I had my own room, to be honest. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Whoops, I'm the rich kid of the party. Um, <laughs> Whoops, Daisy. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to go into... Um, when we get up to the door, can I just kind of listen at it for a second before we enter? Yeah, make a perception check. I keep making perception checks. <laughs> Six. Wait, no. Nine. <laughs> There's a dot. You don't hear anything. Tight. Rubo opens the door. <laughs> She's like listening, and as as she doesn't hear anything, I'm like the door's swinging open. <laughs> Like she braced against it and moves away from it. Yeah, chat when you stumble for a second and look into this room that looks very standard for a girl who lives in her parents' house still. You see various like drawings littering the walls of like the trees in the grove. You see a doodle of a fairy, some unicorns, other girly type stuff got the pol- the polaroid pictures hanging off the fairy lights the fake ivy vines <laughs> the rgb lights on the can i try to look a little bit closer at that fairy picture and see if it has a fairy's house in it yeah <laughs> it's just the fairy it's like a sketch it's not is it just the fairy pictures photo photographs don't exist in the world yet so i'm like fuck man I just want to, I, I don't know what a fairy's house looks like, so I was just like, I'm trying to see if I can get a scope of what it would even look like. I am just going to kind of immediately start to look around. I'm trying to look in, like, drawers under beds, see if there's any anything related to her job or related to the Sparkling Grove or related to the path she takes through the Sparkling Grove. And as well, I'm trying to look at, if there's a window in the room, I'm trying to look at that and see if it's, like, looks like it had been like pried open or something recently see if anyone else has been you know digging through here at all all of that is what i'm mostly trying to discern and before chatwin starts looking i was just gonna say oh stop one second and just offer his hand okay give me my hand and one hand's gonna be out as stretch the other's gonna be on his necklace with the little star map oh and, <laughs> that's what yeah. was happening okay uh no thank you Thethu. uh much appreciated uh, the stars should help you find something hopefully i'm gonna cast guidance am i rolling with advantage with rubo's help or are we each rolling our own rubo's helping to look around too i think he's gonna check he's looking for a couple things so he wants to see if there's like a diary okay anywhere if there's like a desk or like at her bedside and then he also wants to check like uh, like underneath the mattress and then like underneath the pillows well, if you guys are looking for different things, then I'm going to have you guys roll your own investigations. Okay. And guidance is a d4? Yep, d4. Yes, it is a d4. Um, but everyone who's looking around for anything, go ahead and make me investigation, please. Okay, so that is a 17 plus 6 for 23 investigation plus 3 for from the guidance for 26 investigation total. Oh, shit. Delthy, are you rolling? Oh, yeah. He's probably not, like, digging through things, but definitely looking around just with his eyes. And I rolled a 12, uh, 9 plus... Yeah, 9 plus 3. That's a 15. Alrighty. Rubo, what specifically were you looking at? I'm checking, like, under the mattress, uh, under the pillows, and then I'm also just, like, I'm specifically looking for, like, a diary. Okay. But, like, if I find anything under those locations, and I, like, because I'm looking for a diary, if there's, like, a desk or, like, a nightstand, I was going to check there for, like, an obvious diary location. Yeah, you probably start with, like, the nightstand and the dressers, and you don't really see anything. 
you see like one of her old work notebooks that has some like later notes from tours that she guided okay but when you lift the mattress you do find in like a compartment cut out of the wood frame of the bed what seems to be a diary i i, I can i can i slide a hand and pocket it before anybody sees it roll sleight of hand that is a 16 12 plus 4 all right what's everyone's passive 10 Damn, I'm, I keep thinking on my other character who has a passive perception of 27. <laughs> uh, 13. Alrighty. So yeah, nobody sees you as you pocket this diary. <laughs> cool. Well, I just sit down on the bed. <laughs> Alright. Tell everyone else finishes looking. Chatwin, you turn this room upside down, and behind this very unicorny exterior, you're finding a lot of research. Which is interesting in and of itself, seeing as there's no library here and everyone else you've talked to doesn't seem mm -hmm. to read books. But you find a lot of like old wrinkled travel pamphlets that she seems to be collecting. And you see she's made some very interesting annotations that don't quite necessarily make sense. It looks as if she was obsessed with supernatural mm -hmm. creatures in or rather, creatures that don't appear very often. For example, she she has a Sparkling Grove pamphlet that has details about the grove itself. And she's circled some things and is like, pre presence of fairies, question mark? This sounds like a weird like conspiracy theory book that you would read. That's essentially just some weirdo's ramblings about what could possibly exist that no like scholar has ever discovered. Chatwin takes a moment, seeing all of this, just go like, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> there's hope for this town, yes. I think we should, let's make Marcy mayor, guys. After this, let's make Marcy mayor. If she isn't the culprit behind this, that is. Do you, do you say that to us? Yeah. I'm like, what, what happens if she's the one that, like, kidnapped and murdered these people? Oh, then we'll throw her in prison to rot. Or is dead. Oh, if she's dead, then we return her body here. It's fine. But if she's alive and, like, a good person, then... Can I be the proxy mayor but not live here? Because this place does kind of suck. Probably. I mean, it seems like she's the only one who's literate. This place sucks. Can we all agree? Just... I mean, the trees are nice. I like the sparkling grove. But the... Ivanborough, the town, it sucks. This place sucks. Do you guys find anything else, by the way? Yeah, I'm like, is that all I found is the uh, pamphlets and such? That's the only thing essentially of a note that you found like i said you would have if you searched like the dressers and stuff you would have found like her old log of some of the older tours that she's run that's work related but other than that it seems like she kept everything here like personal stuff mm. okay and part my second point of investigation it doesn't look like Anyone may have forced their way into this room. Nobody else has been in here searching through stuff, from what I can tell. Other than what you guys have searched through, nothing has seemed tampered with. Okay, excellent. Thothu, did you see anything in particular? Did I happen to see anything, oh god? Am I 12? Uh, what were you looking for specifically? I mean, he was just kind of, like, glancing over the room. He didn't definitely want to be going through things, because we he doesn't know if the person's dead yet, and that would be kind of 
I don't know, wrong perhaps? So he's really just looking around. I'm not expecting to find anything that hasn't been seen, but that's what he's been doing, just looking around, kind of looking at the pictures maybe and other things like that. Yeah, no. Oh, Chatwin, would you have been looking closely enough to like check under the mattress like Rubo did? I mean, I said I was checking under the bed and like, I, I mean, I was checking around, I was definitely checking around the bed. I know I said that. You can interpret that if you think. But well, would you, like, I, you watched me check it. I did see Rubo check it. Okay. In my passive perception, I don't see anything, him doing anything hinky with it, so. Yeah, so if you checked, like, under the bed, you would have, you wouldn't have really seen much of anything of note down there. Cool. I go, wow, really? There's nothing interesting in here, huh? And I go, well, you know, except for it, I stand up and I flip the bed and I pull the diary out and I say, except for this! <laughs> <sighs> You guys thought I was useless, didn't you? Oh, no, I wasn't thinking that. I mean, no, I just thought you had a flair for the dramatic. As I'm standing there, like, all proud of myself, holding the notebook <laughs> with a flipped over mattress. All right, let's just... Mm -hmm. And now this girl's, like... Good job, Rubo. <laughs> this girl's sheets and mattress and stuff. Like, you re you guys realize in that moment that you have trashed this girl's room? <laughs> I was searching carefully because I'm a considerate person. <laughs> Rubo definitely trashed this. <laughs> oh yeah, all the things that Rubo checked are definitely like disorganized and just left looking like someone ran ransacked the place. I'm gonna put the mattress back and just kind of flatten out the sheets a bit. Okay, Rubo, may I? Let's let's maybe not do this here. Just in case, and why don't? Well, I don't want to take. I don't want to take her diary if it has nothing useful in it. If it's just talking about whoever she has a crush on, then it's of no use to us. True. Uh, and I just flip open to a random page. I like hold it out for Chapman to read with me. Well, and the author, but it's oh, gonna be hard to like squeeze three people in. But we can try. No, uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Everyone gather around. Yeah. <laughs> very tall. Yeah. That's true. I'll kind of like tower over you all. <laughs> He's tall. Everyone, everyone gather up. We can help. Yeah, Chatwin reads upside down. <laughs> but yeah, you guys start reading. And at first it is exactly what Chatwin said. She didn't want to see stuff about boys and school. Typical boring stuff. Boring. But then... Blah, 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 blah. As soon as you get to the entries that start about her starting to work at the travel agency, you start to get some... Weird entries, especially getting close to the dates of the disappearances, about feeling like on some of the tours that she's being followed, hearing noises in the woods that uh, when she turns around, there's nothing there, but she doesn't want to freak out the guests, things like that. And as you get past the dates of some of the disappearances... You see some very frantic writings about how she's not sure that how this many people could disappear under her watch. Like, she turns around for one second to speak to somebody else, and then one person's gone, and then all of a sudden the next person's gone, and then the next person. And it's incredibly strange. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely let's take that with us. If people were being snatched while in a group in broad daylights what i have to wonder is the amount of times she went in before now leading groups and every single time they were disappearing almost before her eyes why was she spared every single time 
I wonder if it's like she brings more people. So they like, if, if like she goes missing the first time that no one else takes them on these tours. Mm. So it's possible that whatever or whomever is doing this is holds some amount of intelligence to know that if they take the guides, then it loses its prey. Yeah. It could be like some sort of creature, but like, I don't know, maybe it's like, do you think there's a sex trafficking ring in the sparkling grove? <laughs> That's a conclusion to jump to. Uh, my initial thought was something um, big and scary with big teeth, but... That's an avenue we can explore if you so wish. <laughs> I just, I, I had to put it out there. I mean, I thought it would be on all of our minds. No, it's fine. Hunches are good. It uh, leads to brainstorming that, and it could lead us to a solution. It, uh, it depends. All right. I think we should keep this for now. Just maybe maybe some oh, useful yes. bit of information will come out of it. And then we, we can return it if we find it. And just say like, hey, we had to find you. Would you want to die out here? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll here. Let me see the diary real quick. I'm going to put. I'm going to fold one of the pages in to mark where the actual interesting stuff happens because I don't care to read through another couple of minutes of someone's fucking love life. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna stash the diary. Do you want me to put it in my bag, Kuruba? Yeah, that's fine. I suppose. I mean, I I found it, you know, whatever. But yes, good job, Rubo. That was a very uh, dramatic um, reveal. Good job. I just I wish that like it could have been one of those moments where like you know she was here and like hiding something and like trying to lie to us about it. You know, that's what I was really hoping for. But me too, to be honest, it would have made this maybe a bit easier to go through, but. Yeah, and then I could have like flipped it in front of her, and we could have seen her face like. <gasps> All right, let's go get Damien. Um, you guys head out of the room and back towards where Damien and Eleanor were sitting. As Damien is telling the story. How close together are they? <laughs> um, she's sitting on the couch while Damien's in like one of the armchairs. Ah. Uh. They said Marcy lives with her parents. She has a husband. Uh, uh, and imagine the shock on my face when my daughter walks in and is like, I'm getting married. And I'm like, well, who is he? And she opens the door and this woman comes in. Solid figure, red hair. And I'm like, is that his sister? And she goes, no, da. This is, this is, uh. My fiance, and I'm like, how did I never know that you were into ladies? We could have had so many more conversations. Oh, hey guys, y'all find anything useful? Not much, really. Just a bit of um, research notes about the Sparkling Grove and some notes about her job. Well, I do appreciate you letting us take the time. It it was a uh, it was entertaining talking to you, Lassie. You have a good one. Oh, you as well. And she kind of turns to everyone. Please let me know if you hear anything about Marcy. Yes, absolutely. I'm obviously very worried. Of course. But thank you for looking into it. Anytime. Damien gets up, starts heading out. 
And I think that's where we're going to end it for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> as soon as we're out the door, Damien's going to be like, all right, you both have to look like you've done something wrong. What'd you find? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked us, please make sure to follow us on social media. We are Chronicles of Kriath Pod, all one word, all lowercase, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And tune in next week as they get closer to solving this little town mystery of Ivanburgh. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Have a good one. I'm going to destroy the mayor. Bye.